All right, what's going on? Uh, well past the draft. June 25th, should have been doing this earlier. My apologies. Rosenballs presents the NBA Betting Pod. Um, very early, obviously, a lot of lists are coming out with top 150 fantasy players. All this is so silly. But I want to talk about some of the crazy betting-related news that happened that people are talking about in my take on it. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about Shams Sharnia, who people say he works for FanDuel. He's got a deal with FanDuel. He's got a lot of content with FanDuel. He's got a show with it. I don't. We don't know the exact contract with him, okay? We, we don't know, right? Um, so apparently what happened was there was a college student who brought this up and put it to the forefront, but a lot of people have been noting it. Uh, weeks, about like a week or so before the draft, it looked like, obviously, the number one pick was set in stone with, with Wemby going to San Antonio, but the number two pick was up for grabs. And Woj started pointing out more and more that Brandon Miller was Charlotte's guy. They really liked him. They liked the interviews. Fitz with LaMelo Ball, he was going to likely be the number two pick. This was reporting all along. Okay? Kept on noting it. And a little bit before the draft, like the day before, right, the night before, Shamshana gets on, um, you know, uh, Pat McAfee's podcast, huge podcast following. Um, and at this point, the odds for the odds for Wemby were something like minus uh, ten thousand or something. There was a guy, there was a, a, a Twitter video of someone that put down ten grand to win five dollars on Wemby going one. Just hilarious. Uh, which was pretty much the odds, right? It's it's, it's almost guaranteed, but um, I don't know how worth it that is. That sounds kind of nutty. Um, anyway. Getting excited about the five dollars too. The number two pick though, Brandon Miller going to was like at its peak minus seven hundred. So you have to bet seven hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars, right? Still quite good odds, right? It's not like Wemby's odds, like a minus ten thousand, but still, you know, still significant. Um, and you know that person, a lot of other people are like, all right, he's going to. Is it even worth putting money on if I'm, you know, gonna not gonna win that much? And then Champ Sharnia gets on Pat McAfee's podcast and says, hearing a lot of buzz for Scoot, and Scoot's looking like the pick for Charlotte. Wow. Reporting that. And again, like, Sham's got to be careful when you report it. Like, is it your opinion? Or are you quoting people? And he said he's hearing buzz, which, you know, he's a, uh, a reporter. Him and, and Adrian Wojnarowski uh, are the top two. And you think it's legit? I thought it was legit. This guy, this uh, college better, bets a ton of money on Scoot going to. Uh, and then leading up to the draft, there was a lot of buzz of Scoot going to, all because of the Shams reporting. What happens is we know Brandon Miller goes to. So why would Shams do this? What's the controversy? Well, here it is. First of all, that obviously moved the line a lot, because what happened was Scoot Henderson was probably like plus 400 to go to at this point. And then that story flipped all the way to like minus 600. Huge swing. So he completely changed the swing in the odds of this thing. That reporting. Okay. And then leading up, it looked like it was more like Brandon Miller. And then that became the pick. The reason why it's interesting is the only reason why you would do that, the incentive for the book is to move the line and thus create more action on the draft, right? You want to get more bets going on the draft. It's a decent event. 
get more action, right? And if Sham Sharnia is incentivized, in like, look, most of these deals, I worked at a sports book, at a few. <clears throat> the way more sports book deals go with, with an influencer mm-hmm. is there's affiliate deals, there's branded affiliate deals. They're both similar. Let's just make it really simple. Either way, with either deal, you're incentivized either on uh, the amount of free deposit, the amount of first time depositors you get, and or the revenue that you're generating. You have to be a super affiliate for that. Um, you know, to get a unique affiliate license. So Shams probably, at the very least, has uh, just a basic affiliate deal, which is, and for every um, person that signs up through his content, basically, um, he's getting some kind of kicker, CPA, right? Two fifty, three hundred bucks per user. And if you make a, a a thing like that, if you make that statement, you're going to get more action. Now, like, look, I, I don't know. I don't think Shams had any ill intent here, but you got to be careful when you're tied to a sports book. It just doesn't look good, right? You got to be careful with perception. And I think when you're making that kind of claim, you have to say, you have to, you know, give some indicators like, hey, look, I'm not saying this for any betting lines. I, you know, you have to be very particular, you know, when you with, with, with things that have odds next to them, right? Like, you're not like you're predicting a game, you know? He's got to do the same thing if he's predicting injuries. If a guy thinks he's out for the, the night versus if he's for sure, right? You have to be pretty particular. And, you know, this caused a, a little ruckus. I don't think he got, I think it was some, I don't think like he realized the impact there. He's just got to be smarter, right? And realize, um, be a little more mature about this relationship he has with FanDuel and the impact there. And like, look, it, it would have made sense for Scoot to go to. No, I never, I, I keep going back to, I don't remember the draft, maybe 07. 06, 08, one of not 08, 08 was, I don't even know. Maybe it was 08, okay? But the draft that, with O.J. Mayo, Kevin Love, I can just Google this and I'm not going to. You can't, okay? I always go back to that draft because, like, there is a truth of um, best best available player, then there's best fit, okay? And people always say the best player available, best fit. Look what happened to Portland and Chicago in 84. Yeah, I get it. Jordan Bowie, I get it. They Clyde. Then you think Jordan, okay? But the more appropriate example is in 08 with O.J. Mayo, Kevin Love. What happened, all right? O.J. Mayo was, like, supposed to go three. Kevin Love was supposed to go four, okay? And they did, <clears throat> but then they swapped the picks. Really weird. So O.J. Mayo would have made a lot more sense on Minnesota. Minnesota was coming off a, a bad year, but they had Al Jefferson, Okay. They had no other picks. It was Al Jefferson. I think maybe Pekovich was there, right? And they clearly needed a wing. They had, like, Corey Brewer was, like, the best wing. They had no wings, okay? Pre-Rubio draft, right? No wings. Uh, Memphis had Rudy Gay, right? Uh, had not done the Zach Randolph deal yet, by the way. And they had maybe Marcus Gasol coming up. Needed another big. So Kevin Love would have made a lot of sense on Memphis. Plus, he kind of looks like a grizzly. Also looks like a wolf. And uh, O.J. May with a lot more sense of Minnesota. But they went to opposite teams. It was weird. And that's like kind of like Scoot going with Ball. So it was a good non-pick by Charlotte. Like, I, I get people like Scoot. I get he not, it would not work with Ball. They're better off taking Brandon Miller. I'll, I'll, I'll make that claim. Miller can play off the ball, more, more of an NBA wing. 
right? Need someone to distribute to him. Great. Lamel Balser. Scoot needs the ball in his hands. What's ball going to do when Scoot's got the ball? Right? Plus, he's still got, like, awkward as Terry Rozier still in that rotation. So, it's small and weird. Okay? Uh, now, look, he didn't fit in Portland either, but definitely not Charlotte. So, Charlotte made the right play. It was always weird to see those reports that, like, oh, they're going to take Scoot? So, then what's going to happen with the ball? Are we going to move ball? I don't know. The whole thing is weird. The whole thing smells a little funny. Um... And look, look, I, I know with like betting markets stuff like that, like my argument for I, I don't think Shams did this intentionally. My argument would be the reason why I didn't intentionally is there's not that much action on the NBA draft. Okay. It's not it's not that popular an event. I, I get it. It's dead of the summer a little bit. All you got is baseball going. It's not that big. Okay. It really isn't. There are other events that you can if you were clever as a reporter and got an incentive, you get way more action on, okay? Any of the individual events, tennis, golf, you can make some rumor, oh, they may have an injury, I don't know, and then the person's line moves and you can get more action that way. Okay, that's one easy way, right? Um, you can do stuff, with same rumors with, with an NBA Finals, he has got closer to. Any any other NBA event, quite frankly, is going to get more action than the NBA Draft. You know, regular season gets more action than the NBA Draft. So to say that like he did this, for what? For that kind of, there's not a lot of action. So the, the it's unclear. It's unclear, right? I think it's more of just him not understanding the gravitas of that role with FanDuel and the impact he can make with that stuff. It's very dangerous. So hopefully this is a warning sign for him. He'll learn from it, and, um, and it shouldn't be an issue moving forward.